what about like shitty uh shitty knockoffs of actual movies like uh you know in in the late 90s they had that movie with uh Tim out Tim Allen and uh fucking what's his name Jonathan Taylor Thomas where the plot was like Tim Allen was in the Peace Corps and went to the Amazon and fucked a woman like a native woman okay. there that's jungle to jungle Jun- that was a treasure <laughs> and Jonathan Taylor Thomas was not in that movie <laughs> Well, can we start the pod eight seconds ago with like no introduction to that? Just call and saying that. Defending jungle to jungle. <laughs> but anyway, there there was a uh, there was a uh, I remember I was in a Walmart in the late nineties, and there was uh, you know the bin of dollar uh, VHSs back then, and one of them was like Little Indian Big City. Because there's that scene where the guy who's apparently not Jonathan Taylor Thomas climbs the Statue of Liberty to, to get her fire. Um, and then there's like, yeah, this was the late 90s, so it may have been the Twin Towers. But uh, there was, yeah, uh, like a, a indigenous-looking person climbing uh, some other landmark in New York. And it's like, little Indian, big city. Didn't so, yeah. see that one. Yeah. Uh, so if you want that to be the sponsor, uh, cheap knockoffs of also cheap movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. you hate it when your big blockbuster movies like Jungle to Jungle starring <laughs> Tim Allen and not Jonathan Taylor Thomas <laughs> is copywritten by a different movie? Uh, there was also uh, The Lion Prince. Um, oh, that's like a... Uh, Lion King knockoff? Yeah, yep, yep, The Lion Prince. Uh, Snakes on a Train, though that was extremely self-aware. I would think so. uh, So that might be in a different category. Wait, what about the movie Ants? Did you ever... Was that a knockoff of A Bug's Life, or... It was... That came out, like, strangely close to each other. The thing was, they, um... They... it, It came from two different production companies so they were both like written at the same time mm-hmm. and tried to like apparently pass off to one and and the one that didn't get what was it pixar went to the other one yeah i think pixar did a bug's life yeah and dreamworks did ants I oh think. but it's like it came off as a knockoff but i think ants is a better movie and it, it did pretty well you it's actually fight good. about it <laughs> Son of a bitch. And it's also, it's got like an all-star cast. It's got like Woody Allen and <laughs> Sylvester Stallone and other people who are famous. Gene Hackman. Dan wow. Aykroyd. Dan uh, Aykroyd. Danny Glover. Jennifer Lopez. Her. I'm sorry, I'm just looking at the IMDb. Sharon Stone. Christopher Walken. Um, and Bancroft. Who the hell's that? I don't know. Apparently she played the queen. Some old lady. Uh, Oh, yeah. Dude, she's dead. What about Ban and Crawl? She died, like... Oh, it was 2005. The movie came out in 98. Seems like it was a 2000 movie, but it was a 90s movie. Huh. She was married to Mel Brooks. Ah, until she died. Oh, was that the woman about whom Mel Brooks said, 
Sorry, after you ruined Auschwitz for me. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Guys, I don't think we're starting a podcast. <laughs> we got sidetracked on ants. <laughs> no, no, no. This is this is all gold. Um, let's see. She was she was also in The Graduate. That was a movie. You know. Um, That's right. People in it. And here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. Yeah, she played Mrs. Robinson. Oh, so she was really in it. She wasn't like, um, like uh, store clerk number three. She was Annie Sullivan in the Miracle Worker. The Miracle Worker. (laughs) Oh yeah, the one with the Urkel. The Miracle (laughs) Worker. Oh boy. Okay, yeah. So she's like a very famous actress. I don't know. We should know her name. Remember her name? Anne Bancroft. Anne Bancroft. Never forget. Rest in power. Yeah. That's a thing people say about stuff. Rest in power. I like it. Yeah. I think I've seen like when uh, like civil uh, civil rights pioneers have died. They said rest in power. Maybe rest in unlimited power. Rest in power. That's how you should say it. And then, uh, Hold your hand out high and proud. High and proud. Lovely. Hi, so, um, listener, welcome to um, another episode of this is Zoom podcast. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by ants, not the movie, <laughs> the insect. Um, they're things that um, are out there, and sometimes if you like drop candy on the ground or something, they'll 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 get all over it and bring like little bits of it back to their nest to give to their queen as like little um little morsels as a it's like a a tribute to Anne Bancroft. <laughs> exactly, yeah. They whisper her name every time that they give a little bit of a little bit of sweetness to their queen. That's right. Um <laughs> Fuck you listener, Google it, I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Slazoom podcast um, with the with the quarantine going on. Um, anyone uh, anyone read any uh, any interesting books? Nope. Anyone uh, seen any interesting movies? No. Nope. Anyone really. grow any facial hair reminiscent of uh, the greatest monster of the twentieth century? <laughs> oh, yeah, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Um... Uh, uh, this was a week or so ago. I, um, you know, had a had a little miniature breakdown, like you do in quarantine every now and then. <laughs> I looked in the mirror and and I saw a monster, and I said, "I want the world to see the monster in me that I see." And so I trimmed my goatee down to just a just a cookie duster, a uh, Hitler stash, as some people may refer to it. <laughs> And uh, yeah, sent, sent sent like some pictures around to friends for laughs, and it's like ah, that's really really funny way to pass the time. And then um, I go to bed. I get up the next morning, and I'm like oh, you know, it's a nice day. I'll go for a walk, and I'm um, like you know just meandering around town, you know, getting in my steps and all that. And then um, I realize um, about 20, 25 minutes in when I go to scratch my face, oh, I'm still sporting the Hitler stash. <laughs> now I'm very um, aware 
that uh, people are, you know, doing double takes when uh, <laughs> when they when they look my way. And you must have your confidence up so much. Like, look at all these people looking at me. This look good. <laughs> hey, baby, how are you doing? Yeah, exactly. So, um, so anyway, I decided to keep it, and uh, I'm gonna rock it forever more. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. So. Uh, I kept it for like another day in quarantine, not leaving my house uh, or apartment, and then uh, shaved it off. So that was my day in the sun, emulating my personal hero, Adolf Hitler. <laughs> what? Once you figured it out, you sh you should have started running up to people like, "Do you have a razor? Do you have a razor?" It <laughs> <laughs> would have been funny yeah. to see that reaction. <laughs> would have been especially great if you'd like, uh, you know done a vigorous uh, leg workout the next day and your legs are kind of stiff so you weren't really bending your knees while you were walking you know hmm. not yeah. wear a hat raise your hand to keep the sun out of your eyes yeah <laughs> yeah uh, and, and like I just got a like a um, a flu shot or something and so I have to wear like this red band around my arm to like cover up where the uh, you know where the shot was yeah and yeah. also you're wearing an SS uniform just because <laughs> One yeah, of those you're guys. just, you're you just know, killing so many Jews. Yeah, just you know those cause. SS uniforms we all keep in our closets for, you know, we don't really remember why we, how we got them, you know, was I invited to a wedding and I just thought it'd be easier to buy the thing than to rent it, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's everyone. <laughs> Are you guys going to wear your SS uniforms to my wedding? Uh, um, I was planning on it. That was implied, right? Yeah, though, you just have to get fitted for them, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I mean, I bought mine a while ago, so, you know, I, I admit, I'm going to have to lose a few pounds to slim back into my SS uniform, but it's worth it. I got, you know, got to, got to run a few miles to get back into Gestapo shape. Gestapo shape. Try and say Gestapo shape. Gestapo. Gestapo shape. <laughs> Gelato shape. Yep. Man, Gestapo and Gelato are two similar words. Yeah. Well, the Gestapo love gelato when they're chasing down the lotto? No. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's something good in there somewhere. Yeah, we'll come back to you. You can do better. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll think about it. <laughs> Listener, you may have noticed that we are short a person. Um, Sarah is... What was she? She's fisting? She's going She's noodling. fisting fish. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's fisting fish. That's right. I obviously don't buy it. I'm like 96% sure there are no fish in Utah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. I mean, um, maybe saltwater fish, like uh, sharks. Sharks. Yeah. Okay, she's going shark. She's fisting sharks. <laughs> Got it. Hey, well, those sharks aren't going to fist themselves, you know? They don't have... That's true. They don't have arms. That's right. We have a moral responsibility to fist the sharks. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's kind of like, um, uh, maybe we talked about this last time, I don't remember, where, um, you know, if you have, like, a little dog, you have to express its anal glands, and, you know, it's just for its health. It's the same thing for, you know, the um, the great white shark population. So in Free Willy <laughs> 2, I don't know if you guys saw that movie, uh, the main plot point was how um, Kevin McAllister, um, who, by the way, yeah, he was in that movie, it's weird crossover. Uh, the, you know, the kid from Home Alone. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, like, even the actor I don't think was in it, but maybe he was. No, no, yeah. No, it was Kevin McAllister, but it was played by a different actor. 
Very confusing crossover. <laughs> the character had a different name. Very confusing crossover. Anyway, the main plot point was he had to go and uh, fist Free Willy <laughs> for his own health, or else he was just going to be a very unhealthy whale. <laughs> so there you go. And then at the end, he freed ever. the Willy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I could, I could sense, uh, I could see how this could dovetail very nicely with some Japanese tentacle porn while we're talking about uh, expressing the holes of sea creatures. You say that all the time. Yeah. You know, like maybe that's the the job of the octopus in the ocean is to uh, express the anal glands of all the other sea life. Um, An interesting thing from below, because you know how they say like when a Usually when a shark attacks a surfer, it's because the silhouette of a surfer from below looks like a seal. Um, you know, the silhouette of a shark from below looks like a... Or the silhouette of a, you know, 14-year-old schoolgirl from below <laughs> looks like a great white shark. Wow. <laughs> and, you know, I can see it, it's kind of a symbiotic relationship between the octopus and the, and the shark, you know? It gets its glands expressed, and the octopus gets to keep anything it finds in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know, little treasures. Mm -hmm. uh, who knows? Colin, what is the spiral gut? What? That's something that's like a synapomorphy of sharks, right? They have a spiral gut. I or am I thinking of pigs? Don't remember that for either. Or they have like a spiral... Sharks have a spiral something. Don't remember my elasmobranchii trivia... Spiral gut. Oops, spiral guy. Or right, I know, uh, I know. I know. Uh, I think. I think pigs have like a spiral cecum or something. That's in in sharks, okay, and um, acipenseriforms. So sturgeon and paddlefish, and then rays and skates and the like. There you go. All I'm right. not going to read about it because it's not good pod material. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's what this pod is known for. Uh, uh, Tolkien references ad nauseum, also casual racism, and uh, ichthyology facts. <laughs> the Trinity. <laughs> the... Well, our next episode will be entirely about fishes. Has anyone ever seen the movie uh, A Fish Called Selma? Speaking of fish and Mike is that a knockoff of a different movie? Called is that a knockoff of like Finding Nemo or Selma <laughs> or Selma? <laughs> yeah, it's a crossover. When uh, Dory really gets into civil rights. <laughs> no, wasn't that the one that was like written by John Cleese or something? Uh, fish called Selma. Never heard of it. Oh. Huh. No idea. <laughs> That's riveting, pod. <laughs> hey guys, what about this thing? Eh, never heard of it. Right, about a, I, I I missed the goal between something that um you know was esoteric enough that it's interesting to talk about, uh, but uh, not not so common that it's boring to talk about because everyone already knows about it. And I I aired way too far to one side, I guess. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you learned your lesson. Yeah. Only stick to Anne Bancroft movies. <laughs> that way everybody knows what you're talking about. That's right. Hail Bancroft. <laughs> <laughs> um, so did we have uh, did we have a topic other than uh, 
spiral intestines. Um, we could talk <laughs> about things that smell it. good. Um, you know, just just na- in general. Name some things. Um, so, like, I for one kind of think that um, diesel fuel smells pretty good. Fuck yeah! So does I... just gasoline in general. Yeah, yeah, I love the smell of gasoline. Yeah, why is that? Why do people? I don't think this is uncommon. Why do people think that smells good? It's weird, um, right? You know, when I most of the time I smell gasoline, it's uh, tied to a lawnmower. So I don't know. It might you know remind me of summer and stuff so like that. You think it's association? I don't yeah. think it's association at all. As I don't know that I've associated gasoline with anything good. It just I, I remember as a kid thinking it smells really good, and I remember people telling me not to smell it because it's bad for you so i would like take a smell and then just like hold my nose and just like try to remember what it smelled like safe so so uh, so another smell of like you know trees or flowers or something like that doesn't bastardize my scent in my nose right right yeah those the, that plant come in the air <laughs> right get that out of here i don't need that uh, gunking up my nose not when I can burn clean on diesel fumes. <laughs> Man, I bet dinosaurs smelled so good. <laughs> yeah, that's why, man. Yeah. Oh man, we missed some riveting. And I wish the pod would have been on when Caleb and I were talking about the various, uh, various things that come out of animals that are used as like flavoring or uh, like perfume agents. Because it started. Do we start talking about castorium? Yeah, I think so. Because it was it was yeah. about um, the rock hyrax. Oh yeah, I caught yeah. the matinee of this conversation yeah. a week earlier. So you guys go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, so listener, fun fact about animals: there's this animal that looks like uh, I don't know, it could be like the cousin of the prairie dog or something. Uh, it's called a rock hyrax, and it's actually more closely related to the elephant. Than to than to rodents, and that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Also, um, they have this, I guess, social activity where they all like tend to piss and shit on the same place, and it builds up these huge mounds of piss and shit. And over time, it transforms into this mysterious um, alchemical substance called um, castoria. Which uh, actually has uses in like perfume and things like that. It's uh, yeah, fucking weird. No, because castoriums are the beaver. That's something else. It's like oh, Ira. That... You're right. You're right. Yeah. Castorium, Castorium is, from the is from the anal sac of a beaver, right? Or no, the castor sac. That's right. This is this is a a big deal that the um. People, you know, that it's not actually a gland that produces the castorium. So the thing that comes out of a beaver's ass, uh, they use in perfume and flavorings and things. Uh, yeah, castorium. It's from the yeah, yeah, from the castor sac, not the anal glands. Now, now I'm looking here because there is a thing that you can get from the rock. Some from badgers too, right? Isn't it something like to do with their name? Like Hyracia? Um, yeah, I think so. That's probably right. Rock Hyrax scent. Um, Hyracium? Is that it? 
That sounds right. Listener, let us know. Um, should be pretty common <laughs> knowledge for most people. I'm sorry that we didn't. We didn't yeah, yeah, that, that's right. It's hyracium. It's a sticky mask of dung and urine that has been employed in South African folk remedy in the treatment of several medical disorders, including epilepsy and convulsions. And I'm sure it works great. Yeah, I'm sure it works great. I'm sure anecdotally it worked once. Yeah. Hydrassium is now being used by perfumers who tincture it in alcohol to yield a natural animal musk. So there you go. So yeah, okay, so that's that full circle to things that smell good. Yep. The rock hyrax. <laughs> what are things that smell good? I like where like diesel, gasoline, and the rock hyrax. <laughs> that's the only three things I can think of. <laughs> Oh, well, there's another thing um, that I found when uh, uh, Ethan and I were talking about this the other day. Um, and Colin, I actually already asked you about this, but just like for the listener's edification, there's this thing on dogs, um, and I think it's more prominent on some varieties than others. It's called the violet gland. And it's it's on the, the t actually like the top of the tail, like, I, like the base on of the tail. The, but it's not like... I, the, the yeah, it's, it's I not saw, on the underside. It's on the on the top side, close to the base of the tail. Right. Yeah, it's dorsal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's like side, it's yeah, on the tail itself. Like, it's not like Latin. on the hip, right? <laughs> it's actually on the tail, from yep. what I can tell. Anyway, and uh, that actually um, uh, is is a it's a. It's a gland. It excretes like terpenes and stuff that I use for. It's a gland. <laughs> you should be like a tour guide at a zoo. You see that on his tail? It's a gland. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, it's used for like marking territory and stuff, right? It's, it's for, for scent. And apparently, so it's called the violet gland because some of the chemicals that it releases are similar to the um, chemicals that smell in violets, like the plant, hence the mm -hmm. name. Uh, however, the quantity that it emits is so much higher that it doesn't smell nice at all, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, but it, it can be emitted in such a quantity so that like uh, some dogs can get like an oily patch on the top of their tail. From, I've seen that, yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially like in yellow labs, they have kind of light-colored fur anyway. That's an interesting thing about smell. There are several things that... Uh, like smell good in low concentrations and terrible in high yeah. concentrations. And it's not like you'd think, it's not like you'd think like, oh, too much of a good thing. Like it's a completely different smell in high concentrations. Like um, uh, one of the one of the things that makes shit smell like shit. Uh, is it, I, forget, I forget the name of it, but like in low concentrations, it actually has like a vanilla-y smell to it. Yeah, that's why when I fart, I try to fart just a little at a time. People think I smell so good, I think. <laughs> I've always thought that about you, Colin. Yeah, he's just constantly just slowly eking it out there. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Amazing yeah, self-control, actually. That, with, uh, like, perfumes and colognes and stuff, they, they have to... There's, like, almost a science to that, too, where they have to put um, certain things that wouldn't smell good at all in high concentrations. They put it to where you can barely even smell it and like different tones of the scent. Huh. And yeah. It's supposed to smell good though. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like good is 
um, you know, binary, but like what people want in smells is complicated, right? Yeah. You know, you want a different smell to like spray on your shitter than you want like to put on for a first date, for example. Um, and and so you know that that plays into it as well. And then you have like, I wonder why that is. Uh, why I don't you want to just spray, spray cologne in your bathroom? Is it association? Then, like, spraying air freshener in your bathroom would make you hate flowers. <laughs> Makes me want to shit on flowers. <laughs> Colin, you do shit on flowers. <laughs> well, fuck those. They deserve it. Uh, well, I remember I remember when uh, straight Sarah was, was living with, uh, with Sarah and I, and uh, we... Um, the, the fister one. Yeah, uh, yeah, the one who's now fishing fist is fists, uh, or fishing fists. I mean, we should have just said she was dead. Just, like, <laughs> just casually mentioned it and then moved on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, so so uh, typically there's a bathroom in my house that uh, so the master bathroom <laughs> in my house does not typically have a vent there's fan. A bathroom in my house. <laughs> there are three toilets in my house. Two bathrooms. Uh, one in the basement. One, one in the basement in the same room as the washer and dryer. One in the master bathroom, and then one in the like bathroom that you can, uh, kind of a main bathroom that's not you don't have to go through another room to get to. Uh, but the one in the master bath, the master bathroom does not have a vent fan. So, um, you know, for as long as I've lived in the when I started living in this house, and now uh, the one in the the bathroom, the main bathroom that you didn't have to go through another room to get to, that was that was the poop bathroom for me. I, that's where I did my number twos, uh, my number ones. Sometimes in the master bathroom, sometimes wherever you know, wherever there was a, a drain. Uh, but that was, that was my pooping bathroom. Uh, but then when Sarah moved in with us for a while, I'm like, well, you know, that's basically going to be her bathroom because the that bedroom is like right across from that. Uh, so I'm like, you know, that's 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 not a a good thing to put upon your roommate like I'm only we're only going to shit near a bathroom <laughs> uh, so yeah I bought some poopery uh, great product works great except uh, yeah I had like the lemon thyme poopery for the, the master bathroom and um, at some point your brain figures out that now the smell of shit is lemon and thyme <laughs> it kind of kind of ruins lemon and thyme for you interesting yeah. So maybe don't use like food scents in the yeah. bathroom. Yeah, the use gasoline. <laughs> well, there you go. In I fact, mean, you... It, gasoline floats on top of water, and that's how poopery works, right? It's an oil, so that like it floats on top of the water instead of getting like dispersed through it. So you probably could use gasoline. Listener, go put gasoline in your toilet. <laughs> There's no way that can end badly. No, Speaking no. of Home Alone, isn't that a isn't that one of the traps? Like there was a toilet on fire. Yeah, there definitely was. Because the guy uh, he wanted to, um, how was Oop. it? His head was on fire, and he like lifted himself completely upside down and lowered oh, yeah, his whole right. body into the toilet, and it exploded. <laughs> that was hilarious. He didn't like lean over and dunk his head. He he pushed up on his arms so it so his his whole body was vertically over the toilet upside down and then lowered himself in <laughs> what strange movies in retrospect uh, like these yeah. <laughs> these 
You know, these burglars are want to break into this house and then, you know, steal the earthly possessions of someone. You know, you know, maybe steal a TV and some jewelry. You know what's the, the proper punishment for that is, uh, you know, electrocuting them and stabbing through their feet with nails and uh, all these other things that would definitely kill you. Yeah, death and dismemberment. There's a full um, paint can to the face. Oh, yeah. Blowtorch to the face. <laughs> there's, um, there's a YouTube channel uh, called Corridor, which I may have talked about on the pod before. And one of the th things that they've done a few times is they take like um, things that are not R-rated, like kids' movies, for example. Like they did one for Home Alone, which is why I'm bringing it up. And uh, they make them R-rated. So it's basically a bunch of guys who are visual Fucking effects artists. Fucking Kevin McAllister. And, so, you know, yeah. so you see a lot of uh, Joe Pesci's penis in the <laughs> Home Alone one? Yeah, basically they just intercut it with a porn. <laughs> His dick catches on fire and he lowers it into the toilet and <laughs> blows his dick up. Yeah. Go on, Caleb. Uh, no, no. So that's just an advertisement. If you want to see a, uh, <laughs> a an R-rated version of uh, Home Alone, they don't do the whole movie, just like parts of it. Uh, check it out. Corridor. Yeah. I saw they, uh, they recently posted uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, yeah, they did that too. things that happen to the kids are... <laughs> actually you know made to look as grotesque as they are yeah like there, there's the one where the there's the let's see it's like a girl who is it the taffy pulling machine i don't remember exactly but she like is gets stuck in a pipe or something a guy gets stuck in a, a guy gets stuck in a pipe okay yeah. and a uh augustus like the the pressure differential builds up so much that his head explodes. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty gruesome. That would have been so much better. Remember when you asked me how a gun, uh, bullets get fired out of a gun? Well, watch. His head explodes. <laughs> See, it's nothing like that at all. Let's, let's go have some fizzy lifting drinks. <laughs> Man, there's that James Bond movie where. Uh, a guy farts to the ceiling that explodes. Where, like, one of the gadgets that Bond has is just like a a compressed gas cylinder, which isn't that high-tech of a gadget. I guess Q must have really been phoning it in. Hmm. And he's fighting a bad guy in a shark in some water with, shark in the, with sharks in them. And, uh, yeah, he shoves the gas thing in the guy's mouth and hits his jaw and explodes. And then he inflates like a balloon and then farts to the ceiling like a rocket and then explodes. So... That's really the highlight of the James Bond <laughs> franchise. Yeah, it all went downhill from there. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, which Bond was that? Do you remember? Um, I was it a it. It was either Roger Moore or Timothy Dalton. I forget. Uh, it sounds like uh, that era. It sounds like Roger Moore. James Bond. Fart gas. I'm gonna James Google Bond James Bond fart, fart gas and see what I get. <laughs> uh, this is maybe something different. James Fart 007 was the first thing that came up. Oh dear God! Well, listener, you gotta listen to him watching a video. So this is somebody helps, like so do we. doing a voiceover narrating a James Bond film. And here I am narrating that narration. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, so not great. Uh, this, this is art right here. 
Oh my god, did you guys see the thing on the YouTubes of the guy from Puddle of Muddle trying to cover that Nirvana song? Puddle of Muddle. Yes, I did see that. Did I say Puddle of Muddle? <laughs> did say Puddle of Muddle. Puddle of Muddle right in his buttle. <laughs> it's great because that's like... Uh, the first one I saw wasn't the original one. It was one where they like slowed it down two times every time his voice cracked and did that weird thing. And it sounds like he's it sounds like he got bitten by a radioactive bobcat gold play. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was on cringe on Reddit. It it really was. He had no business even attempting that song. Was that that had to have been his first attempt? I don't right? know because I remember uh, when Nirvana was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, or no, it was like VH1 something or other. That was a big deal for me, because uh, I was really into Nirvana in high school, you know, uh, like Yar. Uh, and uh, Puddle of Mud did some cover, and at that point the guy kind of looked like Kurt Cobain, and his voice was spot on. I'm like, holy shit, like if they ever do another, like, uh, if the rest of Nirvana wanted to get together and do a reunion tour, that's who should stand in for Kurt Cobain. Because uh, it, you know, could be him. So, uh, some other people were, were saying that as well. I, I know I wasn't the only person with that opinion. So maybe they're like, hey, you know it was fun this one time, and you know who I'm sure can do it exactly the same like 20 years later. <laughs> like 15 years later. So maybe that was behind it? Because I've, I've seen him do good Nirvana covers, but man, they should have pulled the plug on that one. So yeah, I, I didn't watch the whole thing. It's just, it was so bad. And I, I couldn't believe his band didn't just like stop stop him and just like hey you're really bad so i haven't seen this this isn't just like a guy trying to like i don't know acapella a song in quarantine this is like an actual produced thing yes that they did wow yep yeah somebody caleb watch it right now to get your live reaction <laughs> I love that. uh maybe we can do that on the outro or something uh, okay but yeah, it it is seriously so bad. Like, I don't know if you know what what's the song? It's like something about a girl. A girl about a girl. I, I need an easy friend a girl. That song, Caleb. Yeah, I know it. Yep. So it's like it's really high pitched, and Kurt Cobain does it does it well with his like sketchy voice, mm. and he's just not at all hitting. He those sounds notes. like Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> it's like trying to scream, but his voice is cracking, and it's. So embarrassing. Yeah. Ah uh, well, I mean, on the bright side, are either of you's opinion of the band Puddle of Mud like decreased <laughs> because of this? Nope. They yeah. suck. Did you guys ever see the the cracked video where they made fun of Puddle of Mud? Four guys playing poker and hey man, I, I was, are you still with that one girl? Like, no, she fucking hates me. And then they're all like <laughs> Wait, how do I know that? Are we Puddle of Mud, guys? Are we Puddle of Mud? And the guy calls his mom, like, Mom, am I in Puddle of Mud? And you didn't tell me? <laughs> uh, Blurry they had, was like their first uh, their first song that was really uh, kind of made it uh, popular, or their first song that kind of really made it. I think She Fucking Hates Me was off their second album. Blurry was not a bad song. I like the way that they used... Uh, 
natural harmonics throughout the whole song. I mean, I, I'm not into that band. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> you fucking queer. <laughs> All right, Ethan, so clearly your opinion of your favorite band has been diminished slightly <laughs> by this. Um... This misstep by one of their members. Uh, How yeah. dare Nirvana make those notes too high for Puddle of Mud? <laughs> right. It's like Kurt Cobain killed himself out of shame for what he did to Puddle of Mud. <laughs> Wasn't that a remake too? Didn't Nirvana not write that song? Um, I don't know. No, I think they did about a. They had like. Uh, they had a couple covers that people don't realize are covers. Um. Where did you sleep last night? Was was one. That's probably what I was thinking. Yeah. Of. Where did you sleep last night? It's definitely a cover. But about a girl was off of their first album, Bleach. Because I mean, obviously, Nevermind was like, obviously their biggest album, the album that like changed rock and roll forever. Um, but especially in the '90s, and uh, with like Nevermind was kind of like the end, the death of like arena rock and hair metal. Um, but the the album they recorded for that, I want to say Bleach was recorded for like five hundred dollars. Like the whole album cost five hundred bucks to make, or something wow. like that. And about a girl is on that one, so it's kind of a, I don't know if it's a deep cut, but it was you know their their one album that came out before they were huge. So um, did we have any other topics while we were on uh, things that smell good? Uh, your digestive tract and how you shit everywhere. Hmm. <laughs> Slim topic. I mean, that, yeah. That's well trodden ground on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, because you're talking about disgusting bathrooms that's and how we it, yeah. didn't want to talk about disgusting bathrooms now because we really need the female perspective. Because a disgusting bathroom is, you know, there's so much more at stake if you actually have to make contact with the, you know, toilet to pee. Mm. Um, and then Collins and I'm like, yeah, Collins said something about like um, shitting standing up, <laughs> and then shitting on the floor. Yeah. Well, I've had, have you guys heard of Mount St. Helens disease? I have not. All right. Good pod material. So Mount St. <laughs> Helens disease is when you have to shit really bad and it's it's not going to come out solid. And you, you sit down. And the second you make contact, you erupt in shit. And then when you get up, you see that the shit is actually splattered over the bowl but under the lid. So you have a line of shit like on the back of your legs and everywhere else around the bathroom. Man, you need oh, a wow. tighter seal on that toilet, man. <laughs> Oof. Not that I've had bottle. that happen, but I've definitely had shit escape the bowl under the <laughs> seat and onto the floor. Man. Which has never happened before, like, this year, I think, and it's happened twice. Like how, I look down and there's a little shit on the floor. How do the physics of that work? Like, <laughs> you got me. I'm the physicist. It's a pretty yeah. narrow gap. There, Tell us, you know. Like, I mean, basically, you have projectile. Yeah, you have like ballistic motion for the little drops of shit, right? So probably you have you're spraying down, straight down into the the toilet, and then you have spray coming up off of that, right? What tr possible trajectory? Could make it between the uh, the lid and the toilet bowl, you know. I'll have to do some Maybe it's gotta it's gotta be like <laughs> do some just like in the simulation. It's gotta like ricochet more than once. It's like it has to hit the seat and then hit your leg or something and then drip onto the floor. Is that there's no solid pieces though, right? This is just like little little like liquid pieces of diarrhea. Yes. Yep. No, no solid pieces. Like those of don't really ricochet, though, right? 
Unless you're going real Again, fast. you're the physicist, Caleb. <laughs> uh, you know what? I cleaned the toilet last night, but I didn't clean the outer bowl. I should just go up and show you right now how there's there's a line of shit leaving the outer bowl onto the floor. Well, maybe we can, uh, we can, I don't think we can put some pictures in the show notes. And that'll be <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listener, if you're worried about me, I have um, um, undiagnosed IBS, so, you know. I'm not, like, just eating diarrhea. I have a problem. <laughs> Does eating diarrhea give you diarrhea? <laughs> Actually, give you probably. It's a good question. Is it, it probably like, would. it probably makes you throw up. Is it like head trauma in a cartoon where you just have to do it an even number of times, you know? Because your first head trauma gives you amnesia, the second one gives you your memory back, so, like, um... Eating diarrhea when you have diarrhea will make your shit solid. Exactly. I like it. Now that that should be sense. in a cartoon. That's an yeah. R-rated cartoon that those YouTubers <laughs> should see. Lovely. <laughs> so, um... Oh, Ethan, go ahead. I'd like to see, like, a Looney Tunes uh, remake of Human Centipede. I mean, Donald, or Daffy Duck's beak gets blown off onto the back of his head. The next logical conclusion is that his beak is removed and his uh, esophagus is sewed onto uh, Sylvester the Cat's asshole. Yep. Yeah, that's the next logical step, all right. Yeah. I think DreamWorks did it in did an uh, a short. offshoot of that when Pixar had... I don't know. Um, <laughs> Caleb, what were you going to say? I we I, uh, I got nothing else to say anymore. I was going to shift topics here. I thought so. That's why I went back to you. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so um, we're going to do the first episode, the inaugural episode or segment of a new segment that we're going to be starting here on the Suzume podcast. Um, yes. Where we look at, we look through a list of questions that are going to be good for first dates, mm -hmm. and uh, we just we just kind of will read them and then respond to them and try to carry on the conversation. And then listeners, uh, then you can either uh, text message us because I'm pretty sure most of the people who listen to this know one of us, and let us know uh, would you would we make it to a second date? Oh yeah, or put it in the comments on whatever uh, podcast app you have. Mm. That's probably a better thing. Yeah. Or the Do website. That. Or the website. Yeah. yeah. Reply to the episode and say, uh, will we make it to the second? Would you get a second date out of us if this is uh, how we were how we were talking? Respond to this. Uh, we haven't prompt. practiced this, so I'm a little worried. Because <laughs> I usually practice to my first dates. And Oof. you know what? I, I killed it every time. I mean, I literally killed them every time. So it worked <laughs> out fine. Well done. I thought you were going to say, because I literally practice every one of these pods before we <laughs> Okay, so we're just going to start from the top of the list and work our way down. All right, so the first question is, what animal, besides humans, do you think would make the best world leaders? Who, who starts here? You. <laughs> what animal, besides humans, would... Okay, and this is a first date. Yeah. Um, like the best world leaders. This is more of a Miss America question, I feel like. But I, should, <laughs> I practiced for that, too, when I was a kid, believe it or not. So I think I can handle this. I'm not surprised. Make the best world leaders. Well, I think that... You know what? It's got to be penguins. 
because penguins got their shit figured out. They're they're family oriented because the the mother and father will take turns with the egg and the chick, and they already have titles. There's a king penguin and an emperor penguin. They've got a hierarchy system going already. All right. So that'd be my answer. Okay. You know, am I supposed to keep going? <laughs> I don't know how long it's supposed to be. My first dates usually lasted about forty-five minutes. <laughs> well, you got you got some more time to fill. No, <laughs> Ethan. You know, I don't know how you want to go with this one because you could just say, okay, what's like uh, the second? You know, what's the most intelligent non-human animal? So, uh, you know, like a a chimpanzee or a bonobo or. Uh, or a dolphin or a crow. Um, I don't know, but I, I, I don't know. I, if you're going non-human, I wouldn't go with another great ape anyway. Because, like, you know, humans are humans are the smartest great ape. If, if you can't go with humans, you might as well try something a little different. Um, it'd be interesting to have, like, you know, just a, a saltwater tank in the White House. It'd be some interesting, like, uh, reconstructive work they'd have to do there. Uh, but I, I have to go with a crow. I mean... <laughs> Also, because they're carry-on birds, you know, they, they like a lot of detritus, so you know that the military-industrial complex is... You know, nothing's gonna change. They'll just be like, wow, this president's really into drone warfare. <laughs> so Also, second black president. <laughs> <laughs> That's thinking right there. Representation. Here, I was bringing the races together with the half-black, half-white president. Or emperor, <laughs> actually, even better. See, yours would be like, it has the Air Force covered. Mine has the naval part. Oh, well, yeah, you just wait. Into this. So, for me, I think about human society, if we're using that as a model, works best when the individuals work well together. And what species has better cooperation ants. than ants? <laughs> God damn it, full circle. <laughs> oh. So, yes, Empress and Bancroft <laughs> will rule us from high. Did you Google it yet, you fuckers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, the ants can, um, you know, uh, do the, the, the land warfare. They're really good at it. So, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Very strong for their size. But if um, I may say... Yeah. I mean, because you know how, how um, interestingly enough, like, in the Reconstruction era, uh, black people in the United States, it, it was actually better immediately after the Civil War than in the post-Reconstruction era, because that's when Jim Crow was. <laughs> Jim Crow for and, president. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what, what better way to make up for and erase that ugly blight than to have an actual crow named Jim. <laughs> I knew you were going. I'm sorry, I ruined it. I was just what? thinking, like on a on a first date, if I if I had actually said, "Have you Googled it yet, you fucker?" <laughs> well, listener, you've heard our answers, so let us know in whatever way is most comfortable to you. Or not. We'll probably keep doing it anyway. So, I think that makes a pod, everyone. Yes? That'll work. That's a pod. Maybe, maybe in the future that segment will be a little bit longer. But... I think yeah. it was long enough. 
We'll so. we'll delve into that a little more. Let's make that's a pot. I mean, we'll keep recording, and if we say anything hilarious while we just hang out for a while, that we can also insert that. But you know, maybe we'll just insert it randomly into the middle of the pod. Okay, so listen. So we can still have this awesome outro. Yeah, stay tuned for some. <laughs> potentially protracted outro. Who knows? But until next time, bye-bye! So long! Cowboy. Caleb, what are you drinking? It looks pink. Goodbye! It is pink. It's, uh... Pink lemonade? Vodka? Yep. Nice. Yep, yep, yep. Alright, so, I gotta update this list of topics for the podcast. What things smell good? Done. Uh, Caleb's Hitler stash? Done. Um, we got uh, Lysol injection. We said it was out of date. I'm gonna leave Am I Interesting on there. Uh, pro quarantine we have to get next time, I guess. And we didn't technically cover ambergris. Zoroaster, I just met her. Oh, don't you know about Dubati Ashabaduhiya? <sighs> well, now that the pod's over, we can stop pretending to like each other.